I'm Ryan Myers, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for March 3rd. Sometimes there are landmark moments, the historical markers you can point to and understand that the worlds before and after that moment are very different places. In the world of science fiction film, one of those landmarks is the release of Forbidden Planet in 1956, but you may be surprised to learn that it didn't have the gala premiere you would expect. It was on March 3rd, 1956 that Forbidden Planet was seen by its first public audience in a little 40-seat screening room in Charlotte, North Carolina. To understand, we have to go back to the early days of science fiction clubs and conventions. There were large and small social clubs in most major cities, usually populated by fans of sci-fi literature who liked to get together and talk about the latest stories. There were conventions too, though not nearly as frequent or as all-consuming as modern-day cons. In the 1930s, Robert Madel was a young fan living in Philadelphia and a prominent enough member of one such sci-fi club. When he moved to North Carolina in the early 50s, his fandom went with him, and he founded the Carolina Science Fiction Society. Soon after, they were holding small events like the occasional screening at an arthouse cinema. By 1956, they were holding their second annual Southeastern Science Fiction Convention, and somehow, the team at MGM Studios in Hollywood had heard about it. It turns out MGM had a screening room in Charlotte, and they offered to put up this new film, Forbidden Planet, as part of the convention programming. And who were the Carolina Society to say no? The movie screened at least once more on March 4th, the second day of the convention. And how did it go? We'll discuss that after the break. Forbidden Planet had been a total studio project of MGM. In other words, it was crafted from the ground up to use their available resources like writers, actors, and crew. It wasn't some avant-garde auteur piece by someone trying to break the mold. No, this was a big-budget, mass-audience picture from the get-go. But there was something about it that was very unique. They took it seriously. Science fiction movies up to this point had primarily been aimed at a young audience. With few exceptions, they were serials, monster movies, space adventures, all very light on complex ideas and pretty heavy on camp. Now here comes Forbidden Planet with its story about interstellar space travel, thematic elements lifted from Shakespeare, and a cast who were told from the very beginning that they were to take the action as seriously as they would in any other drama. Plus, the movie has the benefit of gorgeous production design, special effects partly created by Disney animators, and a chillingly otherworldly score produced by electronic tonalities, unlike anything movie-going audiences had heard before. Oh, and we can't forget Robbie, the seminal robot with a personality who became the benchmark for all the other cinematic robots who followed him. The studio wasn't entirely sure what to do with what they had on their hands, but internally the test screenings had gone very well. It scored so highly, in fact, that the changes they were considering were dropped entirely. By March of 1956, it was time to put Forbidden Planet in front of audiences with an ambitious release in over 100 markets at the end of the month. On March 3rd, though, the lucky attendees of the Southeastern Science Fiction Convention got a leg up, and the early bragging rights, to seeing this modern classic first. Robert Madel and his pals were blown away. They knew they were seeing something special. As for the studio, well, you don't have to look too long to realize that the convention-exclusive sneak preview has practically become de rigueur for anticipated genre productions of all stripes. The marketing executives know, take your movie first to the audience who will get it. 
the wide release of Forbidden Planet was profitable for MGM, and more importantly, the sophisticated take on a genre that had been relegated to Saturday morning audiences made other filmmakers sit up and take notice. Science fiction was an arena not just for fun, but also serious storytelling in film and TV. Without this one movie as inspiration, it'd be a lot more difficult to get to other important entries like 2001 A Space Odyssey, Planet of the Apes, Star Wars, Star Trek, well, it's a pretty long list. And there's a whole other list of credits for Robbie the Robot after he was done with Forbidden Planet, but that's a story for another time. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5, for March 3rd. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.